PodQuest episode 115. It's uh, September 13th, 2016, and there's just two of us here tonight. Yeah, there is. So, that's Druton. I'm Chris, and we're on Skype because uh, no one else was available, so easier. Yep. Um, that and the fucking mic stands are in Walnut's house. Yeah, I mean, I have the little ones and, like, a table and shit we could under that, but it's kind of... Yeah. It's kind of stupid, like, to have you, like, drive all the way over... When or it's you just come the, all the way over here. Yeah. yeah. Like, Fuck. for just two of us to, to do it. What have you done this week? Uh, shit. I've played a bunch of Rocket League and Overwatch. And you, I won uh, fantasy football games. And that's That's been... Have you tried the, the Rumble thing on Rocket oh. League? The Rumble is amazing. I still need it's, to try it. I haven't gotten a chance to yet because I've been playing other shit. And it's one of those, so, like, if I play Rocket League, mm-hmm. it's going to kill... Because I'm trying to get through games that I was near finished, mm-hmm. but, like, stopped for one reason or another. Um, and I know, like, if I jump over to Rocket League, that's just going to kill that productivity. Oh, yeah, totally. So, the Rumble mode is great as an addition to what Rocket League already ha- is, if that was how Rocket League always was, it would have been terrible because it's just too chaotic. But as a break from like you know standard tactical Rocket League, it's amazing to play. Okay, yeah, cause that's for, from what I understand. It like added like power ups essentially, like yeah, like real bullshit power ups kind of. Oh yeah, it's total bullshit. Like it's uh, it makes it completely fucking random and. I've um, I don't think I've played a close game of that. Like it's almost always a blowout, just because I, for momentum seems to take a team out of the way. But also, I, I mean, it should be theoretically really easy to come back because so every ten seconds you get a power, a random power up, as long as you've used it. Once you get one, like you're not gonna, it's not gonna replace the one you have until you use it. Okay. So, so there's it's like kinda, it's kind of like Mario Kart. Yeah, but instead of having to like drive over a thing, you just are given it, and you use uh, the left. You click in the left analog stick to use it, which sometimes causes you to use it when you didn't mean to. But uh, so there's like uh, a boxing glove on like you know the like cartoon boxing glove that shoots out of a thing. Yeah, that's one of the power ups. It just automatically targets the ball as long as you're close enough to it. And just punches the shit out of it, and it goes flying. There's a boot that is basically the same thing, but it, it will hit an enemy, and like it'll put a box on whoever is targeted. So, like, if a dude's in the goal and the ball's going towards the net, you can just target the dude that's trying to save it and just kick him out of the way from like halfway across the field. Isn't there like a swap power up too that like just yeah. swaps you with another guy? Yeah, I forget, I forget what I was listening to, but somebody was talking about that, and they literally just said, it's like, yeah, if somebody's guarding the guarding the goal and like one of your team's about to take the shot, you can just use a power-up, swap places with them, and just let the ball fly in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a power-up that uh, you use on an opponent. It puts them at full boost and full speed, but they can't stop going forward. So like they can turn, but they can't like break, so they, they just have to like loop around. Kind of thing. Uh, there's a power up that you, as soon as you touch anyone, they blow up and you hit the ball really hard. Nice. Uh, the best one is uh, there's a power up that spikes will shoot out from all over your car, like turn you into a porcupine. 
and the ball will stick to you. So what I've used it for is I stick the ball and then just fly across the field and try to just fly directly into the goal. And I had one earlier today where a dude on the other team had spikes, spiked the ball, tried to fly over me. I hit my spikes right as he flew over me, and I spiked the ball off of his spikes and just had an empty drive right into the net. And everyone was like, holy shit, what a move. Even the other dude was like, well, fuck. Because <laughs> it was the, the perfect time. It's the other guy just going, fuck. It was, it was so cool. It, like I said, the mode is super dumb and chaotic, but it's great as a distraction from regular Rocket League. Yeah. But it's totally the kind of thing where if you fucking, oh, I want to win, like you don't play that mode because it's way too rare it's kind of like playing um like the rocket labs or the uh yeah like the snow day or the hoops where it's just it's like a nice break from the regular game Mm -hmm. but it's still like the mechanics you understand yeah and people are playing the shit out of it like uh, you know how they have the bar on at the bottom of each like option playlist option and it shows like how many people are in that yeah playlist the the one for that is like halfway full and like no one else is even like a a fifth of the way jesus i want to say there were like eighty thousand people on rocket league when i was playing earlier and thirty thousand of them were playing the rumble mode i i've got to say like it's kind of insane that that game still has almost a hundred thousand people playing like at any given time and i mean that's just ps4 and pc yeah like that's not even showing the uh, The xbox Xbox one One. it's just like yeah so i forget does xbox one cross platform with pc yes it didn't when it first came out but i think they've gotten that up yeah so so that's just weird because then you have like i wonder if i wonder if it splits the pc numbers in half like when you log on whether it throws you in a queue for xbox or in a queue for uh ps4 do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't so know. So it can have accurate numbers on how many people are like in a playlist, or if it actually even th- takes into account like users from other platforms when it's showing you like number of views in playlist. I'm not sure because I bet I could figure out if it does because you can turn the option to play with PC players off. Oh yeah, that's true. So I, I'll I'll try to remember to turn that off. Take a look at the number of people it shows on, and then turn that off and see if it changed. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure either. But uh, and I've played the new Overwatch map. I haven't played it's, any Overwatch in like a while. The new map is super choke pointy. It's the the Reinhardt map, right? Yeah, it, it's a cool looking map. It's a German castle and like little village around it. But there's a lot of really narrow spots where there's only one way to go through. I mean, I, that kind they probably kind of did that because they want people to like utilize Reinhardt in it. Like that, mm-hmm. that's that's the impression I would get anyway. I yeah, did, I didn't hear about that level because you figure you come in a choke point. Like if if you have somebody playing Reinhardt correctly, you come around the corner, you throw up the shield, and you just start shooting the shit out of whatever's down there. Mm-hmm. And you you hope the other team doesn't also have their Reinhardt up front, and you're just hitting each other's shields. Or you yeah. hope that your team has like better accuracy or firepower, or like a diva that'll. Just yeah. launch yourself through. Yeah, launch yourself through. Take it. Even if even if all the diva does is take out the Reinhardt, it still mm-hmm. leaves the rest of them open for yeah. that. I've gotten pretty damn good as Tracer 
who I kind of hated for a while, but then was like, let me like really try playing as her. Yeah, like I simultaneously love and hate Tracer. Like really, she's she's just really hard to play as, but a lot of fun to play at. The thing that fucks me up is I will forget that her ultimate can kill her, and like I'll throw it at someone and you know sometimes get a stick and then forget to like rewind myself out of the way and then just also kill myself and be like damn it i was on a nine kill streak right there and i just blew it by killing myself yeah whenever i played as tracer i never really got a lot of kills but i just kind of jumped around a lot and shot at people to the point where like i was distracting them yeah I mean, I don't get a ton of last hits, but I had a game earlier where I had 38 eliminations. Oh, nice. With tra- I want to say I went like 38 and 5. That's that's not bad. Because it's a lot of, oh, just teleport, teleport, shoot you, teleport, and shoot you, teleport, shoot you, rewind, shoot you, shoot you, shoot you. If you reverse that those numbers, that's like mm-hmm. how well I did in, battle, in the Battlefield 1 beta last weekend. So how is that? I wanted to try that, but then just never did. I was barely home Saturday and not and was watching football all day Sunday. So it's fun. Like it is actually it plays it it does play differently than like I haven't played a battlefield game like bad. Other than I played three. I played like a little bit of uh the hardline beta when that first came out, but that was a different right. sort of monster anyway. Um mm-hmm. but I mean your weapons kinda suck because it's World War One, so you know, like the sniper rifles they don't really give you a ton of zoom and even then like the accuracy is not great like you really have to lead the person and like shoot where they're going to be like more so than you than you have to in a lot of like modern base shooters um <laughs> and i mean like grenades are like those stupid stick grenades that are just fucking great um <laughs> vehicles are just fucking awful but amazing like did you ride a horse I did not ride a horse. I almost, I thought about riding a horse. I'm like, nah, you know what? I'm, if I get on this fucking horse, I'm just going to get shot as soon as I get on there, so fuck it. <laughs> um, I did fly in a couple of planes in various spots. So okay. like, the way it ends up working are planes, at least on, at least in this map, were just in the air all the time. So like, okay. it's one of those games. So the, the map, the weekend that I played, the maps were like um, the capture the point. So right. it was like points like A through F, I believe. And, you know, uh, you could spawn at any point that your team had when, mm-hmm. you, when you died. Or on um, your teammates, or... Uh, not so much on your teammates. Like, there were designated areas you could spawn, and then you could spawn at any one of those things. Oh, um, if I should have been able to spawn on squad, but... You know what? Maybe my... Maybe my squad was just always dead when I was dead then. That's also possible. <laughs> like, that's... See, the one downside was it didn't look like anybody was actually playing with it. Which, yeah. I, I mentioned this when we recorded last week. That's the type of game where, like, PC players, where they're playing, like, with headsets and all, are mm-hmm. going to fucking just slaughter people. Like, if you're actually playing with friends and, like, coordinating correctly. Because mm-hmm. that's one of those things where, like, if you're in your five-person squad, you could theoretically just fucking roll from point to point capturing it. Um yeah. Because you, you have that ability that, like, as long as, like, you have, like, your support person, um, you should be able to, like, res people and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, so that map, the map that I that I was on had the train. So that was the, the mega vehicle. I forget what they're calling it. The behemoth, I think, maybe. Uh, okay. Um, and that was basically just, like, the train would roll through and you could jump on it and start shooting. Like, it had a bunch of, like, turrets and stuff on it. Um, but the planes were just always in there flying. So from the beginning of the game, you could spawn into one of them. 
if there was an open like spot in it. Um, and you could actually jump between like points in the plane. You didn't have if it was in the air and you and you were the only person in it. You didn't have to be the pilot. Okay. If it had like a separate gunner position, you could just be in that gunner thing, and the plane would just do its circuit, and you could shoot. The downside cool. to that is you're probably not going to be hitting anything on the ground because the the AI is just going to keep it in the air flying. Right. Um, and then like the tanks, you jump in them, and a lot most of the tanks didn't have any any driver weaponry. So like if you were driving the tank, that's all you were doing. You were moving it from mm-hmm. one point to the next. Right. Right. You could have I want to say four other people in there. Maybe it was three um, to man the different gun points in it. And if you were in there alone and nobody jumped in with you, you could, like, I did this a bunch of times. I would just start flooring it towards a point, and when I got close, I would, like, just hit triangle till I jumped into the right gun spot and just start blasting away and just kind of, like, circle myself around in the tank um, <laughs> to cover all four sides until the point was captured. Nice. Like, I actually captured, like, three points on my own like that because it takes a, a decent amount of firepower to bring down a tank. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, the maps were huge. And even though there's a ton of players on them, you didn't often run up to a point that was being... Which seemed kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, like, well, so maybe the maps were a little too big. <laughs> well, you figure there should have been enough squads that you theoretically could have had people guarding all of, like, the points. Mm-hmm. But again, like, it's a beta, so there's not really any communication going on between people. Yeah. It, it, it really gets played almost like a deathmatch. Um Mm-hmm. But the, the thing I liked about it was it, it, it wasn't deathmatch. So it, it wasn't, you know, I had the worst, like, kill-death race. I had, um like I said, it was like 30 deaths and maybe 7 kills. Like, that was my good game as far as that went. Um, but you were capturing shit. Yeah, so, like, I was getting a lot of points. So, like, the one game I finished, and it does, it does like, the, uh, like, the Overwatch thing or the Rocket League thing where it shows you... Like the top three like things from the match on the winning team. Uh, okay. You know, this person right. had the most kills. This person did this. This person did that. And like I popped up on one of them as like the like the quickest um, points basically because I was just rolling between points, capturing them, getting a bunch of points from them. So like that worked out well. And then like the second game, I think I I on like the leaderboard I was like fourth or fifth just based on the amount of like points i'd accumulated over the course of the match nice yeah so like i like when those games don't completely like rely on oh well i just died a whole lot and didn't do much else Mm -hmm. to rank you because then you just feel like shit when you see that you were 60th out of 60 (laughs) yeah that's the thing overwatch does best where you fucking do not know anyone's kdr yeah like, like, you might say this dude got 45 kills, but nobody knows that you were 36 of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it, it, it ranks you differently. And especially with, when it comes to, like, support. Like, you get points for healing. Mm-hmm. If you heal the shit out of people during a game, you're going to get more, like, acknowledgement for that than the person, you know, an average. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I'm actually – I want to see the Battlefield 1 single player. Like, yeah, there's been like talk about how nobody's seen that. I mean, that's how they that's how these games do it now because they focus so much on multiplayer, especially EA games. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm assuming there still is a single player. <laughs> like, you never know; they could have scrapped it and not told anyone. Possible, unlikely, but possible. Yeah. I'm not gonna hold anything. Like, I'm not gonna assume anything when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but like that's the sort of thing where I will totally play the single player. I probably won't ever play the multiplayer, but the single player is just that it's just different enough of a shooter that I'd want to try it. It's not your like generic like Call of Duty or Battlefield where it's just you know normal war game with modern guns and everything. Yeah, like the trench warfare, the horses, the swords and bayonets and stuff. That stuff seems neat. So, was there a lot of trenches in the maps you played on? Or I mean, there were actually a decent amount of them, um, surprisingly. Uh, there were some decent, like, climbing points, too, because there was, like, just some random cliffs and all. And you really can... It seemed like it was very easy to climb just about anything, whether that whether the map was specifically designed for that or not. I don't know. But, like, you could get on top of, like, some rocks that didn't necessarily look like you could be on top of. As, at, for, like, a vantage point. Okay. Because, like, I played that game, Verdun, that's now out on PS4 and Xbox One. I played it on PC, like, a year ago. And, like, that was a trench warfare game. Okay, yeah, I do remember. I thought that was sounded familiar. That was, cap- alright, it's your turn to try to take their trench and push them back. Go get their trench. But if you're on defense, you better fucking stay in your trench and defend that shit. Basically, yeah. <laughs> well, like, literally, like, if you tried to go out the front of the trench when you were on defend, it would tell you, get back in the trench, you have five seconds before you're going to be shot as a deserter. Or if you tried to run too far away. Nice. Like, it was, no, you fucking defend this shit right now. <laughs> See, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, a Battlefield game's not going to get that strict with it. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure every map is going to be different as far as how the battlefield's laid out. Because um, mm-hmm. this was just this was like a desert battle, um, but I mean it was it was still fun. The matches I felt like the matches went on a little long, but they didn't hit that point where like it was getting stale. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely was walking that line. But from what I from what I read, the previous beta like the week before, um, it they had it set to like two hundred points for a victory, and that one ended up being a lot of like people were complaining about it. I guess is the best way to put it. So they upped it to 300 to win, and that okay. seemed – it seemed a little more balanced because there was – by, like, 200, that's where you were seeing people kind of, like, pull out in the lead and stuff, mm-hmm. but not so much that the other team wasn't able to fight their way back. So, like, in some of the matches I, I played, like, I, I jumped in the one – well, it, it was already in the middle of it, and the team I jumped into down a, a lot. Like, the other team was just over 200, and the team I was on was still in, like, the low 100, and they just started playing – a lot better so they were able to close the gap and they we still lost that match but it went from you know like a hundred point gap to like a 10 point gap okay it was just you know the other team never actually stopped getting points they just stopped getting points quickly Mm -hmm. so even even catching up to them it was still just cool yeah i might check that out when that comes out we'll see I kind of hope it's I'm in a always. red box, just so I can like yeah. see it. Like I don't if 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 the campaign's good, I don't mind like spending the money to buy it. But mm-hmm. it's just one of those games where I I want to see it first before I drop sixty bucks on it. Yeah, totally. Especially because it seems like a lot of games right now are coming out and they're not playing great on console. Yeah. Like apparently, Record doesn't play great on console. So um, that's bad because that's the only thing that it's on no no it's uh, it's the f- i think it's the first um play anywhere game oh is it yeah okay yeah so like it actually uh, apparently it's not getting stellar reviews but apparently it plays pretty well on pc 
it's kind of sluggish and choppy on the consoles, though. Hmm. And I don't know if that's um, like I heard Jeff say that because uh, Brad did a um, like a, a live stream of it yesterday. Yeah, I saw that he was. They were doing that. So I, mean, I didn't actually watch any of it though. I watched a little bit just because I wanted to see like what the game looked like outside of just the random like trailers and gameplay we'd seen from like E3. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he was playing the game still for his review. Yeah. So it's not like it was a live stream where they were talking about it and it was just Brad. But Jeff was in the chat and he had said something. He played a ton of it on PC and was enjoying it. He tried a little bit on Xbox and didn't enjoy it. Like it just wasn't playing well. So it's hard to tell if that was a – he just got done playing it on PC where it played really well and the difference was just, you know, bad. Or if it's <laughs> one of those where, like, if anybody plays it on console, it, they're going to see the problem. Right, right. But, you know, it's only a $40 game. So it's one of those things where maybe if you're going to buy it, you, you, you get it on both – you buy it digital and you get it both places anyway. And you hope one day you have a PC that can play it if you don't already. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anything else other than Rocket League and Overwatch? Nah, that's been about it. And, I haven't And your touched. fantasy sports? Yep. Did you, have, did you have any Eagles players? Uh, I did not. My dad drafted and played Carson Wentz in the one league. Oh, good for him. Yeah, did turned you, out to be a good choice. Did you have RG3? No, fuck no. <laughs> you should, that's hilarious, you, though. Whoever get like, if people actually, like, pick, I mean, sure, people pick him still. Um, oh, yeah. But, like... They should just get points just for what for kind injuries. of injury he re- – like, <laughs> w- what severity of injury he receives that season. Uh, well, half the season this year would be a pretty good score. Yeah, I mean, he's, honestly, he should join, like, the Phillies because, <laughs> like, that's kind of how their team is. Like, Well, not anymore because they've gotten rid of most of those guys. But, you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like, there was a few years there where, like, all their best players were just, like – on constant injury. <laughs> yep. Um, so what have you been up to? Uh, I played a lot of games. Well, I, okay. I played a good amount of games. Um, the one I liked the least, I tried uh, Rebel Galaxy. I have barely touched that. I played like 45 minutes of it or so, and it just... It wasn't a lot of fun, and I don't know if it gets better as you get into it. Um, yeah, I heard. can't say from the five minutes that I played it, I was super like, yeah, I need to come back to this. So I was also having the issue where when I decided to play it, I, my allergies were acting up really bad. Okay. So I, was, I had a really bad headache, and I was having trouble seeing things correctly because like my eyes were like, my eyes would go from dry and itchy to watering really badly. Nice. Yeah, like this time of year sucks. <laughs> um, so like that probably added to it a little bit. But it was just flying felt bad. Like yeah. space travel was not good at all. Um, space combat also was not good at all. Because um, it's one of those like you have your side cannons that seem to decent damage, but they're fucking on the side of your ship. And then you have your front facing turret, which at least at the beginning of the game before you get to upgrade stuff, doesn't do a whole lot of damage. The the one bright side is it auto aims, so like it, or auto locks on. So, like, as long as you right. aim it towards an enemy, it seems to just stay on that enemy. You can just hold down the fucking trigger, and it'll shoot them until your gun over here. Um, but it was one of those, like, the second mission that you get sent on by this bartender guy, um, some dudes show up. And, like, the boss of him, I sat there shooting him for, like, five minutes, and he was shooting me back. Neither of us were losing any, like, shields or health or anything. Fun. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know if 
the game is broken right now or what? So I ended up like cycling away from him and shooting at like the little the smaller ships that were with him, and mm-hmm. those I did damage to and blew up after, like fairly quickly. So I'm like, all right, let me point back at this guy and see what happens. And then like it still wasn't doing much, so I ended up having to switch to like the side cannons and deal with that really shitty accuracy just to see if like mm-hmm. the, they would start chipping away at them. And eventually he did and. I blow them up and all, but it just, I don't know, it, it wasn't a lot of fun. Like, it's its probably great for people that like that, like, micromanagement aspect of, like, buying your parts and upgrades and all that shit, but... It, it seemed real cool when I watched uh, the Giant Bomb East guys play it, but they were also playing it on PC, so maybe it plays a lot better, like, just controls a lot better on PC. Yeah, cause, I mean, just fly, like, flying your spaceship, it's only X-axis. Like, there's no yeah. up and down. Like, you, there's only left and right. Yeah, I don't you're feel like that was the case on the PC version, but and I don't know if that like opens up later because I feel like I'm still I was still in that like tutorial esque area because mm-hmm. um, I just had this guy who kept sending me out on missions. It's like, hey, if you do this, I'll I'll help you upgrade your ship a little bit, sort of shit. But yeah, yeah, it you know it's just not for me. Um, I yeah, guess. I'm gonna go back and try it more at some point because like I said, I only played a f- like a few minutes, so I. I don't really know how i will like it or not but i want to at least probably give it close to an hour to find out yeah that's about what i did i did close to an hour yeah um and then i also i i finally got back to beating ratchet and clank the new one yeah the the one that was based on the movie that was based on the first game right um it's it's a really fun game like cool it's goofy and the, the way that they kind of reworked the story so that it's retelling the... It, it, it really is. It's Quark telling his version of what happened in the first game, right? Loosely. Yeah, and uh, but I mean, his version is apparent is, like, he does not play himself up to be the hero, <laughs> which is nice. Like, he's telling, like, legit version, but he's telling mm-hmm. it while he's in prison, telling it to another prisoner who recognizes him, um, because that prisoner told him about the movie that was made about him, which is the Ratchet and Clank <laughs> movie that just came out, like, at the same time. So, nice. Yeah, so it, it was just, it was goofy like that. And they reworked the story a little bit from the first game, too. Um, mm-hmm. Like, they made Ratchet and Clank friends right away rather than them not liking each other. Okay. Um, which I had forgotten was a thing in the first games. Um, but yeah, it's, if you've played a Ratchet and Clank game, like they always play the same, but there's just something satisfying about just shooting things with ridiculous guns. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a few points in this game where things are... They feel a little too complicated. How so? So, like, most of the game you can just fucking breeze through killing guys. Like, it, there's uh-huh. there's no real issue taking people down. But then every once in a while you hit this area where you're just destroyed by, by people just because of the type of enemies that they're throwing at you. So... And it might have to do with just how you decide to upgrade your weapons, too. Like, maybe I upgraded poorly. <laughs> um... But, like, I focus on the things that I use the most, and, like, I try to spread it out as best as I can, but I also, you know, the weapon that I know I'm going to be putting the most time into, I definitely put the most upgrade into. Mm-hmm. Um, so, near, near-ish near the end, you end up in this, um, like, hangar with a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of guys in there, and then, like, a tank rolls out, and you have to take out the tank. The tanks are a pain in the ass because they just, they're not hard to, they just take a whole lot to beat. So, when you... Right finally take them down um another wave of guys comes out of a out of a door and some of them are like the just the harder to take out guys like 
flying and shit like that. Um, <laughs> and right behind them comes another fucking tank. And at this point, you might not have a whole lot of ammunition left to take up, like uh, any of like the good ammunition that could take the tank out quickly. Gotcha. Um, and then you take them out, and there's two large robots up on a ledge you have to take out. And then as soon as you take them out, another fucking tank and a whole bunch of other guys roll out from another side. So it was just like this never-ending stream of tanks and shit that just... By the time I was done, I had no ammo left in anything that did actual Fun. damage. Like, luckily the next room had one of the dudes I could buy shit from, but it was just one of... it. And that room took me probably like four or five tries to get through just because I would I would get too low on ammo to the point where I couldn't actually take things out and they were killing me before I could get them. Um, and there was a few other like similar things where just the sheer amount of guys they were throwing at you compared to the rest of the game was just a little ridiculous. Right. Um, but n- nothing that you, you couldn't beat. Like I got through it eventually. Like I, I, I was on I had three levels left from where i picked up again and i beat okay. i beat i beat that on like saturday so like it wasn't too bad um and then after i finished that i went back and finished lego marvel event because another game i was like three three levels away from finishing mm-hmm. um and then i didn't i forgot that there was the captain america winter soldier dlc that came with oh so, uh, you know i don't know if sarah ever played that yeah so it's weird to get to um did she did she beat the rest of the game i think so so I wait, or did we even get Avengers? And I'm you might be thinking of I'm not sure. Heroes. I think we got Avengers too, though, but I don't remember now that I'm thinking about it. Because Avengers, like literally, you just play through the Avenger. Um, no, no, we totally do have it. Because I remember having to help her because the game fucked up at one point, and a character got stuck, and we needed to turn on a second controller. Oh, jeez. To fucking figure out how to get this character yeah so if as long as i I don't know if you can get to it without beating it but once you beat it and like you go into like the free play um Uh i think if you hit start or you hit the touchpad or something um it gives you an option to go to space okay you go to space and you just you're orbiting the earth and you can move around the earth and pick what story point you want to go to right and if you move around towards like washington dc um Uh uh-huh You'll see Winter Soldier's face there, and I want to say it's like four stages with um, they're short stages, and there's just like quick story recaps between them, um, all done by Agent Carter or not Agent Carter, Sharon Carter. Right. Um, so like it was cool. It was another like 45 minutes, give or take. But it was something. I'll have to. Did you have to put in a code to download them, or was that just? I think it was just in the PS4. game when you bought it on PS4. Maybe she did do them. I don't know. I'll have to find out. Because, yeah, like I said, I didn't. I forgot they were there, and I just happened to go to space and see it and mm-hmm. played them. Like otherwise, I would have never remembered that it was even there or known because it doesn't tell you like, hey, go to space and play the DLC. Right. But yeah. Um. And the only other thing I actually played was uh the for- the Forza Horizon three demo that came out today. Okay. Holy shit! Is that game pretty? That's like, what I've been hearing. Like it's really pretty. I kind of want to get, like, a 4K TV and buy that game on, like, the Scorpio or whatever the fuck it's going to be called when it comes out just to see how much prettier it might look. Um, and it, You know, I wonder how <laughs> stuff is, like that is going to work on Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I don't I'm know judging if, that based on what, like, Sony's doing. Who knows what the fuck Microsoft's going to do. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I imagine that will wind up getting upscaled, but I don't know how much really better it'll look. 
I, uh, I've heard HDR makes that game look really good. Yeah, which which you can do on the One S. Yep, but the demo does not support it. Fun. So, like, although it, not surprising, because I'd imagine that would make. How big was the demo? Like a gig? No, it was like twenty. Oh, 20. All right. Then if it's, it had HDR, I imagine it would have been like 60. Probably. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so if, if you have the 1S, it's, there's no 4K or HDR in the demo. And there's no PC demo until later is all they're saying, at least as of like, when I downloaded. Um, okay. But it's actually – do you like racing games? Uh, not a ton, but it's – I'd play it if I didn't – play one every now and then but it's not something i really go out of my way to buy yeah it's like mario kart i will go out of my way to buy just because it's mario kart yeah. fun you know even mm-hmm. if you're only playing when you have people over it's still a good time yeah um the only other racing game that like in recent memory i can think of playing was i got uh need for speed most which i think was the last ps3 ps3 exclusive one or p that generation like right right it came out the year before the new generation um right and I, I like the open world stuff. Did you play uh, Burnout Paradise? Yeah. Not a ton did of you get it, it on, but I did play it. Did you get it on PC at all? No. Because it was in a Humble Bundle at one point. Oh, I kind of wish I would have known that. I would have gotten that Humble Bundle. So, I, I mean, I would say I mean, keep an eye on it because it might come back around. Oh, the fuck? I might still have a code. You know, It's not that expensive either on Steam. Also, yeah, that. Um, if I had... I just don't really play games on a computer because I don't really have a computer to play games on. Not, I'm sure my laptop could handle Paradise, but it's just one of those. Yeah. Even games that it can handle, the games don't run great. So I kind of keep it for real low in, impact games. Like I was playing like Stardew Valley and Life is Strange on here. Um, a racing game, especially like a like Burnout, might be a little much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I loved Burnout. Want to say it was two or three. Um, so I remember when that came out, being at GameStop in Westmont, right? And, like just eight of us standing around the PlayStation Two, like passing the controller around, just crashing. Like for like that whole day, all we were playing was the crash mode. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, that was yeah. the best mode in that. I mean, that's all you did in that game to begin with. But yeah, it was just it was one of those like hours just standing in the store playing. Um, but like, I I remember playing the first Forza. Cause I want to. I think I worked at GameStop at the time. I'm gonna say that was like six years ago. Oh no, maybe. Because they've been yearly. Well, there have been yearly Forza games alternating between Horizon and base Forza. Yeah, actually, Forza Horizon was 2012. So I must. Oh wow, it's only four years ago. Fuck. So I played Forza Motorsport too. Um, okay. Which I didn't care for just because it was just kind of a generic racing we're also talking like 2007 so right 2007 2008 but uh i always thought the the horizon games looked nice i just never really paid much attention to them but three just looked like especially nice and i saw the demo so i'm like why the hell not uh and it's it's neat because they it seems like they just throw you into the beginning of the game like Hmm. you get um it throws you into two different types of cars at the very beginning um, mm-hmm. Like it does like a little intro and everything, where it's like, "Hey, we just landed in Australia. Let's get to the fucking Forza place, or the Horizon Festival, whatever the fuck they're calling it." And it throws you into just like a, a regular like sports race car, and just you know, you do 200 miles an hour down fucking weird Australian outback roads and shit. Um, 
and like halfway through that um like a big like off-roader comes like barreling down like a mountainside and you swap from the car you're in over to that car and drive that like down like the side of like hills and onto a beach and everything um so it kind of gives you like a feel for the two different things you're doing and then once you get to like where this festival is being held it rolls into like the store you're playing as the the head of the horizon festival okay Um, and you basically you're trying to get people interested in it getting more racers into it getting more locations opened up for it at in australia so every time you race you, you're getting experience to level up but then you're also racing other people like it i i can't remember what they're called like draft like the avatars for like the drive avatars there you go i knew it was something like that i just couldn't remember um the first thing i did was one of that was one of them it was fucking walnut <laughs> but it pulls it pulls users off of your friends list just like some of the other games have done right so like he was the first like pro racer that i recruited to the event and nice. then you know there's pr stunts where there was there was literally a pre pr stunt where i drove my car off a fucking cliff and i got like 3000 new fans for doing that <laughs> interesting so you're just you're trying to get fans and shit to be interested in it by and you're doing that by like doing stupid stunts and racing and even when you lose the race you still get fans at a shitty rate okay um, so it's fun and it's open world so you pick a like a, a, a point of interest that you want to go to and whether it's like a stunt or a race or whatever mm-hmm. and then you just kind of drive there um the game shows you a path it there's a there's a blue line it shows you and the line actually changes color to let you know like if you should be slowing down because of like a turn or whatever mm-hmm. so like your blue line will turn yellow if it's like a mild turn that you should really just like let off the gas for or right, it'll right. go red if it's something that you should really fucking break take it um mm-hmm. and like for the most part the cars handle fairly well um as far as like they handle how you would expect a car to handle going at those speeds on the sort of you're going over Mm-hmm. So, like, when you're doing 100 miles an hour on, like, wet sand, you have no traction. Yeah. Um, when you're on the streets, though, doing that, as long as it's dry, you're pretty good unless you hit a really sharp turn or you, like, slam on your brakes while you're going 100. And, <laughs> and like, it's cool because it gives you for, like, how you're doing stuff. So there's a few times where I just fucked up real bad and ended up drifting not in the direction i needed to go but it was a long drift so i got like a thousand bonus points because it was a really good drift even though it wasn't in the direction i needed to be going at all <laughs> um and you get points for like almost hitting people like yeah the that's, closer, that's been a yeah. burnout thing yeah so like the closer you get to cars you get points if you run over a tree like bushes and shit you get landscaping which are <laughs> it, it just says landscaping you get extra like experience points for kind of cool nice. um but it was fun, and it's just – it's a really pretty game. Like, it's one of the only driving games I've ever actually enjoyed throwing into first person, too. Oh, okay. And actually driving in that first person because everything just looks so real as you're driving that way. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if you if you drive through a puddle or if it's raining or anything, the screen gets wet or your windshield gets wet. Um, when you're in third person mode, like, it puts, like, the water effects on your screen. But, like, that just looks weird because you're looking at the back of your car anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'll actually buy that game when it releases, but the demo but was a good. lot of fun, and <laughs> I didn't even play the demos to the point where they're just like, yeah, you're done, you you can't play anymore. Like, I played for like an hour, and I'm just like, 
all right, I'm going to stop now because if I do get this, I don't want to have to fucking do all of this same stuff over. Because that's the downside with, like, demos and stuff like that. Like, that that was the worst part about, like, the Destiny. Like, I played played those first five Destiny things, like, three times over different betas that by the time the game came out and it's like, no, I I wouldn't want to do these again. Like, they weren't good to begin with. I don't want to do them a fifth time. Yeah, that that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, not that you can really play it because you don't have an Xbox, but you should buy an Xbox. <laughs> nah, because like that might be the only thing I would ever get that's only on it, dude. Halo, um, ah, fucking Titanfall Halo. One. Sure, let's get Titanfall One. I could get that on PC if I really want to play it. Rise, Son of Rome. Yep, let's get that. Quick time events the game. Halo Wars? No. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, like that's why I've never really gotten any Xboxes as the exclusives I've just not given a shit about. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. I don't play a lot on the Xbox, but I do like it. Um like I really like Sunset Overdrive a fucking ton of fun. I wish that was multi platform. Um just so more people could play it. But I've also I've always I've always enjoyed the Halo games. Um just because I think, like, the stories are just absolutely fucking retarded, but, like, in that fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I'm trying to think if I did anything else. I don't think I played any other games. What other stuff have oh. you done? I played that game. They, they played it oh. on um, on UPF last week. Um, oh, what's it fucking called? Shibuya? Shibuya? Oh, Shibuya. I don't... It's, like, it's a rhythm game. And it's just... It's colored, and you, you basically... You decide... You're you're shown what colors are coming up, and the blocks that are falling are just outlines, and you have to decide what color you want to go in those outlines before they hit the bottom. And okay, you have to get at least two of the same color next to each other to delete them, and you have to stop it before it, the tower reaches the top of your screen. So you know it's it's in the same vein as like Luminous or Tetris or any of those, um, and it's actually it's kind of hard because. You're trying to think like three or four moves ahead, but mm-hmm. you're also trying to like stay in the moment so that you're not missing stupid stuff. So there was a few things where I was looking at like three pieces down because I was trying to build a larger combo, and I ended up like hitting a block that I didn't mean to, putting the wrong color there, and it just fucked everything up. And I lost because I didn't have that color coming up, and the next like four colors were all alternating, so there was no good way to get a combo to get myself back down. But mm-hmm. it, it's a mobile game and it's free. Yeah, that's basically what what sold me on it. It's like I like free, <laughs> and I don't really have mo- mobile games, so yeah, why the hell not? Uh, you're not going to give a shit, but Saga is bad. the the comic. Yeah. So it was it was on a hiatus or whatever? Or? Yeah. So they they have this. It's like twelve issues, six issues, and a break, something like. Um, they basically do they do like a story arc and then they take like a three month break, and that gives like both the artist and the writer time to get ahead of it so that okay. they don't really ever run into delays. And plus like, um, like Brian K Vaughn, who's the writer, um, like he's, he worked on lost. He worked on that show under the dome that like, I think the first two years that the comic was running, the show was also on maybe first three years. I, f- I forget, but like he was doing that show and doing the comic at the same time. And I think he's doing another show right now. So, you know, he's, got a bunch of different stuff going on plus he does a few other books and uh the artist fiona staples does a lot of covers and she actually relaunched the archie comic um this time last year so like okay i don't know if if you heard or cared but like i mean you know archie right like yeah yeah so i know that it's like crazy 
Yeah, so they they took like the main Archie books and they kind of relaunched all of them in like a more modern contemporary sense. Mm-hmm. Um so like you have your your main Archie book and then they have a Jughead and they just came out with a Betty and Veronica. You still have like the classic ones that look like the characters from like the 40s still. Um, mm-hmm. But you also have like these ones where like the characters are redesigned and this more modern. You know, people don't act like it's the 1940s anymore. Um, and like the artist from Saga did the first, I think, five or six issues of that. Like she did the opening arc and she did all the character redesigns and everything. Um, so like having those breaks give them time to do other things because like creator own books are tough like saga saga is good because it's so popular that it sells really well but like when these people like jump on to create their own books like there's always that chance that they're not going to make the money that they need to survive so they have to be able to take like paying jobs from like other publishers still yeah but that's just one of those books where i don't understand how it's not polybagged every like so the second or third page, um, dead center, real big panel, just a fully erect penis. <laughs> As um, this guy who he's Prince Robot, I believe. Um, he he's got like a man body and a fucking CRT for a head. Okay. And he's just laying in a bed jerking off. Like that's the first time you see him. Sure. All right. <laughs> and I like that's not the most graphic thing they've ever shown him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just crazy because like they're. There are those ridiculous fucking panels like that. But then, like, the rest of the book has nothing to do with that really compelling sci-fi, like, family drama. Right. Um, but, like, they they just – is it's almost like they throw that stuff in there just to see who, who might get mad at them for it. Or maybe, like, they have, like, some sort of internal competition of, you know – the writer just the writer like comes up with the scene to see if like the artist will draw it or not <laughs> like part i'm really curious to know like what his panel breakdowns are for for this book like how how do you describe that one like because like i don't you've probably never seen it like i'll depending on like who is doing a comic their script might actually be like a very detailed breakdown of like you know here's here's the setting for the page panel okay. one is you know these characters doing this in this setting here's all the words in those in that panel panel two is this you know, like some writers give very detailed like breakdowns of exactly how like they think the page should be laid out um this way like the artist knows kind of what to work with um other people apparently are very like loose with it it's like you know here's what's going on in that panel do what you think works best <laughs> um so like, I'm just curious to, to know like what the fuck he does when he's writing this stuff for like an artist to interpret. Cause, like they had the one the one issue where there was a giant naked cyclops, like with everything just waggling around as he ran down the the fucking road. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no. You guys have told me about that comic, and I keep meaning to like try to find it and get into it. And like, I want to say we were in barnes and noble the other day just kind of going through and so it was like i kind of want to get into comics and i mentioned saga because i think she i think like going through them i just happened to notice it and was like oh yeah. Cobb and eric talk about that one all the time yeah that's it's a really good book that the downside would be like it's this is issue 37 um i believe the i can't even think of what it's called like the compendium essentially like um the deluxe edition hardcover thing 
is like the first 18 or 20 issues for like 50 bucks. So it's not bad because um, you figure it's like every five issues, give or take, end up being a trade. And they're usually around 10 to $15, depending on the book. Mm-hmm. Amazon, they're usually cheaper. Like, if you go on Amazon to buy that stuff, like, a trade is usually, like, 10 or 11 bucks. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's worth picking up. And you don't have to ever buy the um, the individual issues. Like, you can just – you wait a few months to buy, like, the next trade of them. And then you read that, like, during the hiatus, basically. Because Image is really good about releasing the collection as five or six issues come out. Like, it's usually, like, the last issue of a volume comes out, and within, like, a week or two, they've already collected it. Okay. But Sarah might also like the uh, the Fables books. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and they're over, too. Like, there's a lot of them, close to 200 issues. Um, but they're all in, coll- like, collected editions. Like, you can buy, like, the volumes for them. Um, but, like, it's, like, weird fairy tale stuff. And there's a few, like, spin-off series. Like, um, there was the Telltale game, The Wolf Among Us. Right. That was a Fable spinoff. Like, there is, there is like, a 12-issue comic series, too, that uh, same title. Okay. So, like, stuff like that she might actually get into. Yeah, I'll... Oh, da, 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 da. Fables. I'll put a note in my phone to remember to tell her. <laughs> yeah, Saga... I don't know if she'd like Saga or not. I don't know Sarah that well to know, like, how she'd feel about some of the stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like, I... I <laughs> like she's never she's never sh- struck me as like you know uptight about anything like that so like i don't no. think she'd be like offended but i don't know if she'd actually enjoy reading it when like every once in a while it gets really graphic yeah i don't it might be a thing where i pick we pick up like the whatever first few like the first trade or whatever and see if she comes across something where she's just like i'm done and then whatever we spent 10 bucks or something wasn't a huge loss yeah like it is one of those things where like yeah there there is some graphic stuff but at the same time it's usually you know there's a page page and a half of that Mm -hmm. and it's that's it like the rest of the issue is normal like just comic book stuff it's not it's not like it's a violent book most of the time like every once in a while there's you know fighting or killing and stuff going on but that's pretty far but um a lot of it is just it's two people from opposing sides in a war Mm -hmm. um fall in love with each other and have a baby and they're they're two different races so their baby is a hybrid of the two races and it's like the guy's race does like magic basically and he has i don't know what the mother's race does but they have like insect um otherwise they both they're both like humanoid and the baby has both so she's got the wings but she also has like the little horn and Mm -hmm. luckily like the wings stay hidden like they can like fold them up into their shirt and all but like the whole book is basically all these like people trying to capture them because they're out they're deserters they deserted the military because they were both soldiers on the opposing side and they deserted and yeah there's a lot of like there's a lot of racism in the book but it's space racism (laughs) yeah like it it's it's weird how topical it can be though okay because like you have like you know like he made up like derogatory slang like different species and all like it it is like considering it's like ridiculous and space and all that stuff like a lot of the stuff Mm -hmm. is very realistic you know it's a war like war fucks up everybody like this family is constantly being torn in torn apart in different directions so it's other than shock value it's a really good story 
Right. Um, yeah. Uh, the only other thing I did was I, I watched that show, The Path. What the fuck is that? Um, it's on Hulu. Oh, okay. Do you have Hulu? That would Hulu? explain why. I, no, I don't. All right. Sign up for a free month and watch this show. Um, it's got Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And um, a few other people who like you might recognize if you saw them. Uh, but they're members of like a cult. Um, kind of like a Scientology type to an extent. Okay. This dude in the 70s came up with this religion because apparently he climbed this flaming ladder and found out the tr- to life. This sounds like Scientology. <laughs> yeah, so like it, it, it falls in that weird thing. And this is, you know, modern day and this they call it a movement like they never call themselves a cult um they have like six thousand members across like the united states and they have like a retreat in peru where they go down and smoke pot and do dmt all right Um, that does not sound like scientology well so they do psychedelics and stuff to help themselves come into the light see like reality or some weird shit like that okay but it's like aaron paul's like like a convert um uh-huh. And his wife is uh, Michelle Monaghan. Uh, she's been in some movies and stuff, but mm-hmm. she grew up in this thing. Her parents, from what I've gathered, were some of like the original like members. Um, so like th- this has been her whole life. Like she's super devoted to it. Um, and like they have like two kids, and like their son starts out really devoted to it, and then like slowly kind of gets swayed because he falls for a girl at like his high school that he's not supposed to even talk to. Like it's it's really weird. Um, interesting hmm. um like it's 10 episodes so it's one of those like you get a free month of hulu and you just you watch it over the course of the month <laughs> the thing that is on hulu that i kind of do want to watch is that uh 11 63 or whatever yeah the james franco like yeah the alternate his, yeah the stephen king alternate history jfk assassination story thing I think after we finish, actually, I don't think we have anything else. Yeah, that we might actually watch that next because that's only eight. Okay. But yeah, that that was the other one. It, it was those two shows were on there. I'm like, let's watch this one first because I've heard this is a good show. It was actually really good. Weird as well, hell, but really good. Well, if you start watching the whatever the James Franco thing, let me know how it is. Yeah, well, because Sarah's super interested in it. I'm. I like JFK assassination conspiracy theory stuff so i figure i'll probably be into it it's the one conspiracy theory i think could has any sort of logic behind it even though i'm still mostly you know sure what happened is what happened but but i can at least see some of the conspiracy theories being real yeah i mean that's that's what all that stuff's like Um, yeah so do you have a one of you has amazon prime right yeah, Sarah has it, so we both have it. Have you guys watched uh, Man in the High Castle? No, I need to start watching that because that sounds awesome to me. So just don't try a marathon. Okay. Um, it's really dry a lot of the time. Uh huh. But it is really, really interesting. How long are the episodes? They're like hour. An hour. Yeah. Okay. And the, because it's like one of it's like the video on demand like streaming stuff i think it is right. like a full hour almost every time okay between 50 minutes and like 60 for every episode but like it's you know it they do a really good job of that whole 1940s vibe or 50s i forget exactly what year it's supposed to be in 60s maybe 60s yeah it's supposed to be the 1960 um but hitler won the war right right so like 
I think it's California is basically run by the Japanese, mm-hmm. and the East Coast is run by the German. Okay. And, like, somewhere in the middle, they kind of meet, I believe. And there's a few of those, like, no-mans, it seemed like, where no one's necessarily in charge there. They just are kind of left to, like, their... Um, but yeah, like, there's a lot of, like, Nazi propaganda and shit in it, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just really weird stuff going on, but... Yeah, th- I, it's definitely something I want to watch, because, like, uh, the newest... The Wolfenstein The New Order... It was a similar idea, wasn't it? Yeah, it was... You were playing in, like... You were in... Europe in the 60s, uh, Belaskowitz comes out of a coma to find out that Germany won the war, and you are part of a like a rebel group trying to bring the fight back and whatnot, and it was pretty cool because like they made up a bunch of fake like you know newspaper headlines and stuff with uh, you know this is all what's been happening in the war. I think they even made like a fake Beatles song in German and like a fake oh, wow. album cover and That's stuff. Like, cool. Yeah, they they went real into the okay. This is what we think. You know, this is how some of the things would have happened. Yeah, I, I always I really like that like alternate history stuff. Yeah, and I keep like the more I hear about Wolfenstein, the more I'm like I kind of wish I would have played that. If you fucking want to borrow it, I'm probably not going to play it again, and it's not something I'm going to trade in because it's worth like a buck to trade in. It's a PS3 so I still game, have right? it. Not a PS4. Oh, is it PS4? I thought it was PS3. Well, it, it, it was cross-generation, but I have the PS4 version. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm, I may borrow that from you at some point. Yeah. I mean, I know you're not huge on first-person shooters, but I fucking love the shit out of the, that game. So I, I've gotten more accustomed to them depending on like their style. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's like an interesting narrative and it's not like a military shooter, yeah, I'm way more inclined to them than I used to be. Because it's like uh, I, I'm I still don't really fall for the call and stuff like that. Like I understand that why people do enjoy them, but mm-hmm. like, they're just not for me. But like you're like Bioshocks and like Halo to an extent. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones like Far Cry, like shit like that, where like interesting setting, like, the stories are weird and cool, and interesting, like they keep me interested enough in like the first person gameplay Mm -hmm. yeah and the wolfenstein did a cool like it has a skill tree but really like you're unlocking upgrades basically based on how you're playing the game so like there's a stealth tree that like you get points in if you are playing the game more stealthily and then you can play better stealthily or if you're going more run and gun like it will give you unlocks to go up like more run and gun tree okay that's pretty cool so like like uh, you can just let me know you can come borrow the copy i have of it because yeah as soon as I i'm probably get... not gonna play it again but yeah i've got a f- i've got a few other things that i was like kind of the end that i want to get through um just because like there's a decent amount of stuff coming out between like now and the end of the year. I'm not mm-hmm. su- not necessarily going to get all of it or even close to all of it, but right. I kind of want to. I don't want to get more stuff when I have so much shit that like I kind of just stop playing because something else came out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'll definitely keep that in mind. Yes. I'm sure there will at least be a time at some point when there's like nothing I feel like playing to be like, hey, can I can I borrow that? Yeah. Um. Cool. Well. I guess let's move on to the yeah because there was actually some yeah um so we mentioned it at the top of the show I um that the PlayStation event last Wednesday uh, 
It was. Um, so that was a thing, and it happened. And as everybody that would listen to this knows by now, there are going to be new PlayStation um, the Slim, which we saw what, weeks before the event. Yeah, something like, like that. It got leaked and like super. Like it wasn't just just came out. It was people got a hold of it and started reviewing it and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the PlayStation Four Pro, formerly known as the Neo. And before that, it was the 4K. Uh, I think 4. Neo. 5. Well, people, the, 4 point, the yeah. unofficial, like the non-Sony branded people were calling it the 4K and the 4.5. Yeah, um, yeah. And then as soon as like the actual paperwork dropped, I don't know, that I think, I think Austin from when he was still at Giant Bomb, Giant Bomb is actually the one that got like that out first. Um, mm-hmm. I believe so. It was either him or uh, Rescoops. Uh, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like 99% sure it was Austin though. Um, where like those like fact sheets and stuff came out um for uh, the so I, I think patrick got the fact that it was going to be a thing and then austin got like the, the text specs. Specs. yeah which had yeah. The, i think had the actual name of it. yeah had the the neo i believe so yeah um so yeah i it's such a shame that like these things have cool name like cool code names but mm-hmm. they get changed like I mean, even, like, the Nintendo stuff had it. Like, you had the, the Dolphin, or not, well, not the Dolphin, but, like, the Revolution was a way cooler name than the Wii. Um, and, like, as far as, like, PlayStation goes, like, I think the PlayStation Morpheus sounds cooler than PlayStation VR. But at the same yeah. time, I totally understand why they can't call things Morpheus and Neo, because it doesn't really explain what they are. Like, yeah. if a non like, if a non game culture person hears like the playstation morpheus they're not going to know what the fuck that is um you hear the playstation neo you have no clue what's going on. the mm-hmm. playstation 4 pro at least kind of lends itself better to it's easier for somebody to explain to somebody what it is based around the name and you know right away it's a playstation 4 right yeah um but so it's basically exactly what everybody thought it was going to be um it's 4k and it's going to have hdr but all models of PlayStation 4 are going to get an update for HDR. Yeah, actually, which... I think they did already. I think that was part of the um, 4.0 update today. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I don't. Do you listen to Rebel FM? No. Okay, so it, it's a video game podcast that came out of when What Up closed. Okay, I thought it sounded familiar. So it's been around a while. Um, so uh, Arthur Geese of Polygon is one of the main guys on there, and he was talking about how. He has no fucking idea how old PS4s are going to do HDR because apparently like HDR requires HDMI 2.0 or of a specific version of HDMI ports that the PS4 fucking does not have. And there really should be no way for them to upgrade that port. So like I software. I read something earlier, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to do with this, but and I could I couldn't understand it. It almost sounds like what like PlayStation and Microsoft are calling HDR isn't necessarily what HDR is. Like it's almost like the definition has taken on a new terminology. Hmm. And I forget exactly what the details were. And like I said, I could be getting that really fucking. Wrong. But like it was one of those things where like at one point what HDR was was like actually what it is, and now what they're like calling HDR. Is exactly the same so maybe it is something that they can kind of pretend to do just with patches to the system yeah or maybe at least the old ones aren't going to do like the current version of hdr 
Yeah, like so me- I think like it's HDR10 is what he was saying it is now. Yeah, and it's one of those like, maybe the 4.0 patch that like unlocks it on the old models PS4s are just like they're pretending to do it like it's not actually HDR, it's just internally messing with like the graphics processing somehow. Could be. I uh, I mean, if you're interested in ha- like HDR, th- listen to this most recent episode cuz Arthur goes pretty deep into all that because he's been dealing with researching that lately for okay. something over at polygon and for buying a tv for himself because yes. he's that kind of a guy he, he like he likes having like real good tech for like his pc or his systems and whatnot also danny o'dwyer's on this week's episode oh nice uh, uh yeah but it was a pretty cool in-depth like here's what hdr is yeah it's a shame that like they did this event and streamed it because yeah. it didn't do anything for anybody watching it. Like mm-hmm. the, the best I got from it was I watched I watched the giant bomb stream, um, right. and then I wa- I watched the pre-show and post-show on Kind of Funny. Um, and luckily, Giant Bomb had Vinny and Alex there. So I don't. Did you watch that at all? Like the their stream? No, I've meant to go back to watch it, but like I was at work, so so. Vinny, like, FaceTime the West Coast office from, like, the show floor. Mm-hmm. Or in Skype. It might have been Skype. So we, like, they got, like, Vinny and Alex's impressions of it, like, immediately while mm-hmm. they were still there, like, walking around. Um, and apparently, like, when you were there and you could see it on the screens they had, the stuff looked really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, like Vinny was saying, and coming from a, a video, he's like, I kind of want to go buy a new TV right now so that I can play this when it's available like he was almost at that point where like he he sounded like he was willing to go buy a new tv like as he was leaving there um (laughs) because apparently it was like they weren't showing the gameplay on the big screens they were just showing them on the televisions on stage right most likely because the projection screens couldn't output at the right quality Mm -hmm. um but from what i gathered the 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 pro is still going to be weaker than the scorpio Mm mm-hmm um, it's like two times more powerful than the, the the GPU is two times more powerful, I believe, than the current PS4. Something like that, yeah. Um, and the only thing that really struck me, and I may because I was listening to it through Giant Bomb, I missed a few things just because they were talking. Um, I almost got the impression that like the biggest kind of thing that was happening was VR was going to run like two times as well on the pro as it was on the standard which yeah. brings back those like rumors that like they were really only doing this because the standard ps4 doesn't run vr that well mm-hmm. like i'm not saying it doesn't run vr well enough that like it's like making people sick but if it's running that much better on the pro like what other reason did they have to really do it because um, like their shit was coming out before microsoft's ever did the leaks and all yeah so it's not like they were like competing with each other to get one out like so, unless they knew internally that the other was working but i feel like if that was the case sony would have put a little more like oomph into theirs uh, well i wonder if it was a case of like sony started working on theirs microsoft was also working on theirs but was not as far down the line started to hear the rumblings of what was in the updated ps4 and held off on like going into production on what they were going to do till they heard got as much confirmation on the rumors as they could and then bulked theirs up more 
Yeah, which that that seems completely possible. And I know like the Pro isn't going to support 4K or Ultra HD Blu-rays, mm-hmm. but both models of Xbox, like the Slim and the the Scorpio, both mm-hmm. have a drive that supports that. But only for video, for movies. Like they're not going to use it for games. Microsoft has been asked and said that it'll have the UHD drive, but only to play movies. Oh, okay. I was going to say no, but they are ha- the games are going to be. But I see what you mean. Like they're not going to use the the disc, right? So like the di- <laughs> the games don't for a second. Uh, like games don't need to be on yeah. the UHD discs to display in 4K, but like it, basically it's a capacity thing. Yeah. Because imagine having to try to download a 200 gigabyte game. Oh yeah, atrocious. Especially like if you have like your standard system still that only has a 500 gig hard drive in it. Yeah. Oh, here's half your fucking hard drive space. Um, but like, so Sony, um, I think it was actually Andrew House said they are trying to compete with the PC market, not my or not the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, which just doesn't seem right for like what they're doing with the Pro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that the people that want a PC game are going to be swayed by a slightly more powerful PlayStation. Yeah. Like, the Scorpio, if if what they kind of were leading with at E3 is what it actually ends up being power-wise, that could sway. But I don't think this, like, mid... Like, the PS4 Pro sounds like it's falling between the Xbox Slim and the Scorpio. Like... Because even the Slim apparently is just a little bit more powerful than the base model. Because I, I, I don't think they said it, but pe- like devs were saying that like Cult or shit, what's that game called? Gears of War Four apparently runs a l- like marginally better on the Slim than it does on the the original. Yeah, yeah. So like it's like, uh, why? Like why are you going after the PC market? Like this isn't a PC. And I, I know Gamespot has an article that I haven't had a chance to read yet. Um where they built a PC comparable to the specs of the Pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was scrolling through that a little bit and didn't really didn't get all the way to the end of it yet. Yeah, like I had it opened in a tab. I just hadn't gotten around yeah. to reading. So like, I don't know. I'm just Sony was doing really well. Um and I just feel like this is just one of those weird misstep sort of things. I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe not misstep, but I don't know. Like it's priced right, like four hundred bucks is yeah. a good price for what it for what it is. Also, when the Scorpio comes out, I'm hearing talk that the Scorpio might be six hundred plus dollars, or Microsoft is going to be eating fucking so much money on them, yeah. just based on like sp- speculation of like what they're saying it'll be doing. So that might just fucking shoot the Scorpio in the foot to begin with. And by the time that comes out, the pros might only be three hundred bucks. Yeah, that's true. So, like a three hundred dollar PS4 that does 4K and runs games better, or the six hundred dollar Microsoft system, like, could fucking just kill the Xbox One even more. But like, I get like it's not as a huge up step the from the regular PS4, but also they didn't fucking shoot themselves in the foot by making something that was too expensive yeah you know i i wasn't really thinking about that like the the base model should at this point be they should be cheap enough for them to manufacture that they're not getting like trampled when it comes to 
manufacturing mm-hmm. costs. But yeah, like all the new hardware is probably costing them a little bit more. And so, like, and people aren't going to want to buy a mid-generation five hundred dollar console. Yeah, like, four hundred. You're, I mean, even honestly, four hundred. You're kind of pushing it, um, depending on like, because so you have people that are going to want like the new thing because it's the new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're the ones that are going to be the most vocal about like having an issue with it. Mm-hmm. But then, like, yeah, anybody that doesn't have a PlayStation, that's a viable option. Like, if they have a TV that does 4K, you spend an extra hundred dollars, you get a more powerful console. If you don't have one that does 4K, and you know you're not going to be upgrading anytime soon. You get the slim. Yeah, and like I was in the like, oh well, let's see how much better this thing supposedly is, and maybe I'll upgrade from mine to that but i'm now kind of like nah i'll just stick with what i have but yeah. if mine were to die tomorrow like i would probably want to get a pro instead because it's not that much more expensive yeah i'm kind of like right at that same point too it's like if my if my current one died it's like well i'd get a new one it would have more hard drive space which is great because i still have like the standard 500 same. um and then it's like, well, you know, for the extra $100, I can get the the more powerful one, which it's not going to do much for me. Other uh, than, like, games will run better and and look still look a little better on 1080p. Yeah, like I, I mean, I don't – I'm not big on how stuff – like, yes, like, if a game looks pretty, that's awesome. But I'd rather have a game that plays well. Mm-hmm. So, like, if the more powerful system has games running better, that Yeah. Um, and just real quick, what I just scrolled down to the bottom of that GameSpot article. Um, uh-huh. so, can, um, so like their like vision is uh, coming out of the PlayStation press briefing. There was a lot of skepticism on whether or not the PS4 Pro would actually be able to handle 4K gaming. If our build is any indication of what the PS4 Pro might run like, then the answer is yes. It can run games at 4K, kind of. While it while it will be able to handle lesser taxing games at 2160p natively we suspect that more gratefully demanding titles will be upscaled uh while we tried to recreate the ps4 pro environment as faithful as face as faithfully as we could and want to reiterate that our experiment is isn't likely to be precisely indi- in- indicative of the ps4 pro's true performance we simply can't account for a lot of factors such as having access to the console console's low-level api that would give it a performance advantage relative to its power but Given what we know coupled with the available off-the-shelf components, we think our build offers the best representation of ballpark performance you'll find today. As is looking so far, the PS4 Pro is about as powerful as a competent budget gaming PC. We'll know how (laughs) right or wrong we were when the console comes out in November. So, yes, it does run stuff well. Mm -hmm. But, and I mean, like, what they just said there makes perfect sense. Like, their PC had to be running Windows, which, Mm -hmm. you know right there is eating up resources um and then like just the games are going to run differently on that hardware than they will on like the playstation 4 hardware like even the same games yeah because like a console game is made specifically to run on that console hardware a certain way there's no operating system like there's no windows like operating Mm -hmm. system like eating up a lot of the resources the home consoles are built to have very low impact os's on yeah um so we'll see about that um i mean otherwise the, the only other like it seemed like some devs aren't all that excited about it um some of the sure. stuff coming out there is like 
they may have to cert to certify two different builds of a game. So like they'll have to like certify the non 4K build and the 4K build, or at least like the patches for both, mm-hmm. um, which costs money per patch. Yeah, and like I don't know if Sony just hasn't come out and told all of the devs this yet, or if they're actually charging them for every patch. But like that'll suck for like smaller companies like you have like ea or something or like the sony first party second party stuff like they'll probably be fine because they're the big enough studios that like they have the money to afford that but like anything else that's just like that like step below those giant publishers Mm -hmm. like that'll suck if like they have to especially if the game gets like declined for whatever reason while it's getting certified like yeah if it gets sent back i believe they have to pay again when they resubmit it so like if if mm-hmm. both versions get declined and they have to resubmit both versions, they're paying for four patches when it's really just the content of one patch. Mm-hmm. That seems like it'll. Yeah, that but hey, would. But hey, on the bright side, we got to listen to Mark Cerny on stage. Mm-hmm. That guy's got to be. <laughs> like I don't know. He just man, that guy can just talk and not waver or anything. Like I wish he would just come and read me bedtime. <laughs> like, did you watch um the most recent demo derby? No, not yet. So on that disc is some Crash Bandicoot stuff. Right. Um, so they have Naughty Dog uh, interviewed. Uh-huh. One of them is with Mark Cerny. Nice. And he sounds exactly the same 17 years ago as he does now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only he spoke way – it was just way more technical. Mm-hmm. But, like, did, did you watch the stream, the, the event? Yeah, just some small bits and pieces. So, like, he was on stage, like, just rattling off, like, super technical stuff for a while. Yeah. And even that was just interesting to listen to him say. Like, there's just something about the way that guy delivers content. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so that that was the PlayStation. That thing was cool, I guess. Not really. Mm-hmm. There was some Mass Effect footage from it, so that was neat. Oh, speaking of Mass Effect, there is a contest going to potentially be a voice actor in that game. Yeah, I did see that. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, um, and uh, like, were you a Mass Effect fan? I only played a little bit of two and didn't get into it. Because apparently, this the new one, um, like, so you know, in the first trilogy, like, you were Shepard, and your Shepard was either male or female. It was the same right. Shepard, though. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, um, it's your name is Ryder, and regardless of if you're the male or the female, the other exists because you are brother and sister. Right. So, like, if you're the male Ryder, your sister exists out there too. Which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they showed a little bit of actual gameplay. So that was kind of exciting. Um, other PS4s, the 4.0 firmware came out this That it did. Did you, have, did you like, well, you were playing Rocket League, but you saw it. Yeah, I, I messed around with it a little bit. Um, I think that the aesthetics that they changed make it look a little weird now. Yeah, like yeah, you, I agree. Even just like the, the pop-out for the controller, like when you like turn your controller on and it shows like your battery and all. Just, like, the color scheme and, like, the, the aesthetic changes they made to that, just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was looking for a way to change that. <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't look bad, but it's just, like, I don't, I didn't need that. I, I liked the way that looked before. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that you can do the folders now, but at the uh-huh. same time, I kind of wish I could Ooh. do folders on that main bar. Wait, what do you mean? Like, it wouldn't let me add a folder to the main bar. And I might not, I probably just wasn't looking hard enough because I spent like two seconds trying to do this. Okay. So like, like your recent items. Uh huh. Um, you can go into like your library, create folders in there. Mm hmm. But like, I kind of wanted to just have folders on like your main home bar. 
don't know yeah, what it's actually mean, called. The screenshots I've seen show it that way. Okay, yeah, when, I had the option to add a game to a folder, but not to add a folder. Hmm. And I, like I said, I could have just been in the wrong spot because I spent maybe 30 seconds trying it. Yeah, and I spent like zero. I, I hit the options button to see the list of the options and saw the add to folder. and was like, okay, so that's how you do that. And yeah, then just moved on. And that's, didn't. that's basically what I did too. I saw that. I scrolled over to library. I hit options in there. It said add folder. I'm like, okay, makes sense. And then I jumped back out. Um, the, the I don't like the quick menu. Eh, it's okay. Um, just because if that comes on, then it screws up your power thing working correctly not screws it up it's just it's one more thing i have to do to put my my console like that's, that's basically my complaint so i was playing uh marvel uh-huh. Avengers, and i a lot of times when i'm if i'm just like putting the console to sleep i'll hit home once just to jump back out to the dashboard just mm-hmm. so the game's not up next time i turn it on um and then i'll hold the ps button in again to and then just jump down to like put put console to sleep uh, for some reason, I did it this time, and it popped out the quick menu first. So then you have to go to power, and then you can pick hibernate. It was just – it was that, like, extra thing. And, and I didn't like the way it, like, slid out from the side. I don't know. It was too much like Xbox. And I, I don't like the Xbox fucking UI. Nobody does. It's fucking – So you can rearrange the things in that menu? Well, it's not so much like the way the menu is laid out. I just legitimately don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's one of those things I don't use any of that stuff. Like it doesn't help me at all. Um, I'm take I, all the rest of it out and just leave the power there. Yeah, that's true. It's still one more. That. It's still one more thing that you have to hit to get to sleep. Because you have to hit power and then sleep. The old one was just hold it in, fucking sleep. Yeah. Like, you know what? Well, I'm, now if you remove all those, all the rest of the stuff, you just have to hit two buttons instead of having to scroll all the way from the top to the very bottom of that yeah, list that is very true that is true um or, or at the very i mean at the very least you can move that power option to the very top yeah i mean and it's right there super it's a super nitpicky complaint it's just one yeah. of those like i didn't need the quick menu like i understand some people use i guess but like i just want to fucking play a game i don't want to talk to people i don't want to join communities or events or I don't know, play music, whatever the fuck the other stuff was on there. Yeah, I mean, I use that menu a lot. Yeah, like, before. I I just, I play my game, and then when I'm done, I put my console to sleep. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, hey, at least they're they're adding stuff that people... Yeah. Um, now if they could just, just let people change their names. Yeah, right? Which is never fucking happening. It'll happen. Apparently, it's, it's actually a, a really complicated procedure to do. Like it's not, yeah. it's not easy because apparently they just, when they initially programmed everything, they did not account for that at all. I fucking think they can figure it out if they really wanted to. Probably, it's. I think it's more like that issue of assigning a team to do it when they don't have mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh. So there's there there were quite a few game delays over the last like two weeks. Hmm. Um. So I mean, we had Final Fantasy six ago. Not Something even. like that. So that got pushed. Um, and now another one of the never coming out games back. Uh, the Last Guardian has been delayed from weeks from now um, mm-hmm. till December sixth. Yep. Um, makes you wonder if that game is ever going to come out. Who knows? Like same thing. Like and it's a shame because I, I, you weren't here last week, but like I like I mentioned, like I I canceled my pre order for Final Fantasy a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. 
just because like before they even delayed it i i had it pre-ordered on amazon just because i like getting the the discount um but like i realized like if i play that game it's not probably not going to be at long because i just don't care like no part of me wants to like nothing about that game so far has looked good to me it's Mm -hmm. just like it looks like a game It, it doesn't it, it reminds me a little too much of Final Fantasy 13, which I didn't. I didn't hate 13, but I thought 13 just did a lot wrong. And the fact that this game started out as part of that series and has been in development for a decade, I just I have no faith in it. Like I think it's going to be mediocre at best. Um, and Last Guardian's kind of in that same place. Like I never played Ico. I don't. Did you? No, I, I've never played a Team Ico game. I played Last Guardian while I was at GameStop, I believe. Um. And, like, that game, like, I enjoyed the hell out of that game. Like, it was just, for when it came out and, like, what it did, it was a lot of, it was really cool. Like, it Mm -hmm. was fun. It wasn't really a hard game, but it was, like, it was cool to, like, ride over this big open world and climb these fucking giant monsters. Kill them by attacking those, like, weak points. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, when Last Guardian was initially, like, revealed, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, another game from this team. That should be neat. And now, ten years later, and it's like, who the fuck cares? Like, really? Mm -hmm. Like, does anybody still care about this? Or is it just what... Is it, like, Duke Nukem? Like, the game was in fucking development so long that it's going to come out and it's just going to be rotten anyway? Yeah. People just want to see how bad it actually is. It's like that. It's like Duke Nukem and what was that other game? Uh, Too Human for uh, 360? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think that game... That game was in development for almost a decade? Like, it started out as, like, a Nintendo 60, something like that. Oh, did it? Wow. I think so. I'm going to look that up, because I don't remember exactly. But, yeah, like, that game was in development for a long fucking time. GameCube is what I was thinking. Okay. So, originally planned to release on the PlayStation in 1999. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. The game was later went to the Nintendo GameCube in 2000, before eventually selling the rights to Microsoft in 2005. But it didn't come out until 2008. So this game... If it was supposed to come out in 1999 on the PlayStation, it was probably in development at least 2007-ish, like, early development. Mm-hmm. So, like, it took 11 years for that to come out, and I don't even fucking know how long Duke Nukem forever took. It's fucking forever. Um, <laughs> Last Guardian and Final Fantasy XV are the same. Uh, are you getting either of them? No. Not even yeah, Final I've Fantasy got... at some point? I mean, Final Fantasy is an at-some-point possibility. Like... But definitely, I would have to hear reviews and see that game first. That's like, I haven't even yeah. tried the demo personally yet. Yes, see, I played the de- that one demo, the really shitty one from, like, March. Um, the the first, was that the f- one that came with Type-0? No, that was, like, a year or two ago. Okay. Um, no, this was the one that, uh, it came out right after or right before the the big release date event that fucking lied to everybody which right. apparently in that on that live stream thing that they did before it got to the real date the first date that flashed up was november like the original like it it, it landed on november 30th and then it jumped down to september 30th huh um and now i think it's november 29th is the actual release date for um yeah, some, or is it the 30th I, i'm pretty sure it's the 29th but mm. uh yeah this was the one that came out like it was announced, I think, at that that event, and it was you played yeah. as Noctis, but as like a little boy Noctis in Dreamworld with like Carbuncle showing you the way. Okay, right, 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 right. Just, the combat I didn't like at all. Like it felt similar to Kingdom Hearts, and just like rather than being like an RPG, it was you hit square to attack, you hit like triangle to do magic, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So like it just it 
it didn't feel like a like an RPG, and it, it wasn't fun combat at all. So, yeah, damn. Poor Final Fantasy and Last Guardian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I really haven't been super interested in a Final Fantasy since ten. I, I mean, I just actually semi-recently bought the 10, 10 HD on PS4 because it was 20 bucks at Best Buy. And I was like, fuck it, why not? But, like, I played 12 and fucking hated it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm same place on, on 12. I got, I didn't even get very far in it because it just, it wasn't fun. And yeah. I'm, I was basically at a boss fight that I could not beat. And it was, mm-hmm. it was like a story boss fight where I could not go back to level up. So it was just one of those, well, fuck this. I guess I'm not playing it anymore. Yeah, no, that's how I felt. And, like, because I liked 11, to be honest. Like it was had major flaws, but with the leveling system. But I at least enjoyed playing it because you were playing with other people. Yeah. Twelve felt like you were playing an MMO with fucking really stupid people. Yeah, yeah, and I, I can I can see that. Like, if twelve had been a multiplayer game, like you could play like it was just like a four up to a four player co op game. Like it probably could have been fucking rad, but the way it was sucked. Yeah, I think the last Final Fantasy game that I really liked was 9. Like, I enjoyed 10. Like, 10 wasn't bad, but, like, there was just enough about it that I disliked. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I really liked 9. Like, 9 is just... 9's a really good game. 9 is one I never could really get too far into. But, like, I think that's that's the one thing with 9 is it takes a little while to get good. Like I liked I liked eight a lot. Like eight, I like eight. Out of the PlayStation era, I think eight might be my favorite. Even though like mechanics are just totally fucking broken. Are we um, counting tactics? No, I wasn't. Um, okay, like, I was then just counting eight like the, is the probably also my favorite. But yeah, like I don't know, like just the story and that and the setting and all, I really like. Um, like yeah, se- I enjoy seven. I don't have nearly the complaints that a lot of people do about seven. Same. Um, but like not there was nine was just really special because it kind of went back to that like fantasy route and mm-hmm. I don't know it it had a really good story once the story got going just took a little while to get going yeah the the fucking I, the thing about nine that still confuses me and granted it's been forever since the last time I tried to play nine is how the fucking skill system works you know when I first played nine I had a lot of trouble with that too. Um, it was like going back and playing it like years later where it actually made sense. Yeah. But I think a lot of that came down to like, God, how old were we? 13. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. Cause that was or, 2009 no. or two, uh, 2009, 20 or 1999. No, it was 2000. Cause it, I'm pretty sure it was only a year after eight and I'm pretty sure Final Fantasy eight came out the same day as the Dreamcast, which would be nine, nine, ninety nine. Which just passed. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Dreamcast is 17 years old. Yay, Dreamcast. That's a shame. That that was a good console. Okay, was yeah. it? It was. It had bad games, but it was a good console. All right. <laughs> like, like it's it's just a shame that like it, it went the way it did. Because Sega just made bad, bad choice. But, like, for as bad of a game as Shenmue is, like, technically, for, like, that time, that game was nuts. Yeah. Like, especially, like, I've been watching a little bit of the Endurance run, and it's like, wow, this shit was in 2001? Like, yeah. But yeah, um, 
you're right. Uh, Final Fantasy IX was 2000. For some reason, yeah. I thought it was. I thought the seven, eight, nine were 97, 98, 99, but it was 97, 99, 2000. Um, Which Final Fantasy IX came out after the PS2. Um, I think if not after the PS2, right around because it, it launched in Japan July 7th, 2000. July 7th, 2000. Uh, PS2 was released March 4th, 2000 in Japan. Okay, and so October yeah. 26th in North America. But I mean, that doesn't say a whole but, lot. Yeah. Because I mean, Madden's so, been on I mean, PlayStation the same 2 year. until 2012. So, mm. <laughs> like, uh, but anyway, like, getting back to before, uh, 15 just doesn't interest. And like, yeah, it, it's kind of like either. that same place with. It, it's. It's almost running the same path as 12. It's just happening before the game comes out, where I thought 12 looked neat, and I was excited to play it, like, leading up to it. Especially mm-hmm. because, you know, it was going to be an Ivalice, and it's like, oh, I really enjoyed Tactics. I wonder what elements of, like, that world they're going to use. Because obviously, like, the story and the game weren't going to interact. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, then I played it, and I'm just like, oh, this battle system fun. The, apparently the battle system doesn't get good until like late game when you have lots of different skills you can give to people to use because the mm-hmm. early game is just like uh i need use to use a potion when i'm at 35 percent health yeah like just stand there and every so often throw a potion at me because apparently that's all you can do like mm. <laughs> they, they fixed that and did you play 13 no so like 13 you a, a similar battle structure ish thing um not the same by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, it was it was it feels like the next logical step of that battle system. Mm-hmm. Um, and then thirteen two, which was a not good game, like improved that battle system even further, in my opinion, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, yeah, that's what I've heard. Like the story was pretty bad and all that, but the the gameplay worked really well. Um, but yeah, and like with Final Fantasy fifteen, it's like, oh okay, I'm excited for this. I'm not excited for this anymore, and the game's not even out yet. Yeah. Um, there were two other delays, aside from The Last Guardian, which we kind of just glanced over. Yeah, um, was... Bloodstained Ritual Ritual of the Night has oh, been delayed it's... till 2018. Fucking sure. Which... I mean, how many times did Mighty Number no. 9 get delayed? Yeah. Um, which... So that game's really going to come out in 2020 on the PlayStation 6. You know what the difference <laughs> is? Apparently this game's actually... Sure. So I didn't hear a lot of people saying that Mighty Number no. Nine was good, like ahead of release. Um, I've heard a few different people that have gotten to play Bloodstained actually say that like it's fun. So whether it stays that way, who knows? But yeah. it's been delayed so that they can bring on additional developers. So I'm not really sure how to read into that. Um, but it also makes you wonder whether this is partially due to how negative the response was to Mighty Number no. Nine could be like are they nervous now that they want to bring in like some fresh blood to sort of once over everything yeah who knows we'll see yeah um two fucking years yeah because it was supposed to come out i think march 2017 so and now it's just sometime in 2018 which 2019 i was actually looking forward to seeing this because i do like the you know metroidvania style game yeah um and then the only this is a really minor delay, but uh, the Kingdom Hearts, whatever bullshit, two point something or other, two point eight remix deluxe side uh-huh. story ultimate edition. I don't know. Um, that was delayed like a month or so. Because mm-hmm. I, th- I believe it was originally due in December, but it's not coming out till January. Weird. So not a big delay, but it's also just not all like it's all the handheld games. 
it's Dream Drop Distance, Birth by Sleep, and I think something else. So huh. for that to be a PS4 release, like, like why even bother? Like, just work on fucking Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, nobody wants to... Like, no, Birth by Sleep was apparently actually a good game, and I enjoyed Dream Drop, Drop Distance, but I'd rather just fucking play Kingdom Hearts 3 than get more ports of games that have been out for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was all the delays. Uh, the only other... I only have two other kind of small-ish thing. Um, the one that we probably have the least to say about is Pokemon Generations is happening. Yeah, I got nothing to say on that one. Did you say it? No. So it's going to be an 18-episode YouTube series. Okay. What? Okay. Yeah, so the animated shorts, three to five minutes. Um, it's going to be highlights from all of the different game generations, like animated, like in like cartoon. Okay. Um, so it looked... Uh, it looked animation-wise similar to a Pokemon Origin miniseries from, like, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in the, like, trailer they showed, they had the the battle between Red and Blue, your character and your rival at the end of, uh, like, the Red and Blue generation for, uh-huh. the, for the Pokemon Championship battle. Right. Um, and then they showed the fight with uh, the Red Gyarados in the Gold and Silver games. So mm-hmm. it seems like it's, you know, it's they're just going to show, like, these, like, cool points from the games in, like, you know, anime cool i guess you know what like for somebody that like grew up playing all of them i guess grew up loose wording for it because i was already like 14 by the time they really came out no the first one popular. came out when we were 10 came out in japan it didn't come out in the u.s until 12 i'll double check that but i want to say they came out here in 96 no it at it maybe 97 but i know i don't they didn't get big over here till like 98 99 like we were like eighth grade when they got popular seventh grade so like 12 i guess 12 13 when like red and blue were popular Mm -hmm. um but like it'll just be neat to kind of see some of that stuff like animated especially like at five minutes pop like okay it's all right still weird but all right yeah like it if it was like in that 18 episode like 30 minute series it's like really like is that necessary but you know it's still the 20th anniversary stuff and they're going to do stuff from every generation, from red and blue all the way through X and Y. So, like, that's neat. And it, it starts, like, soon. Um, September 16th is the first two episodes go live. What, uh, what's the release schedule? Is it lead-up stuff for uh, Sun and Moon? I would hope it's, like, weekly. I think that's what I read, but um, I apparently didn't take a note for that. I took a note for everything else that I've said. Um <laughs> Nice, but yeah, it's the first two episodes go up on Pokemon's YouTube channel on September 16th. So, and there's 18 of them. So if they do one a week, two a week, that should bring them up right around to when uh, Sun and Moon come out. I would think because that's like yeah. mid November, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and the last thing I have, according to Bethesda, the reason that Fallout 4 and Skyrim do not have mod support on PS4 is Sony doesn't want them to have it. Yeah, I saw that. Which sucks for, like, the fans of the games that want mods. But, like, mm-hmm. Sony's probably worried that it's going to open them up to, like, security issues. Yeah. Like, who's to say people won't find a way to, like, inject malicious code into the mods that then somehow mm-hmm. give, like, access to, like, servers or something. Like, Sony already has enough issues with, like, DDoS attacks and everything. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with the Xbox One soon enough. Right, because... They get it soon, don't they? I, I wanted to say the mods are out for X, uh, Fallout 4 on Xbox One, but I'm not 100% on that. Yeah, like, I don't follow that stuff, so it... Like, I saw this, and I just thought it was funny that Bethesda's just, like, calling Sony out on it. It's like, yeah. really? Like, wow. 
but I think I just just saw that some other like super weird game to have mods has mods on PS4, but I forget what it was. And I would have to scroll through tons of newsfeed to find that. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm curious to see yeah how Microsoft kind of deals with them and whether they come to any sort of like agreement on like like maybe like curation for them like maybe the mod mm-hmm. have to not go through like QA testing but maybe they just have to go through like a quick approval process or something before they get approved mm-hmm. like fucking run like McAfee on them or something I don't know that'd be a terrible idea but you know like I'm sure I'm sure they can set up something where like yeah there's just a little QA before they get released it's not just that open kind of you know wild west that PC gaming is yeah um but yeah uh, that's all the actual news I have. Do you I, have? I've got a couple of quick things. Okay. Um, I had one Pokemon. small thing you might also. So go through What's the other thing you have? No, I was going to say just go. Okay. Uh, Pokemon Go is coming to Apple Watches by the end of the year. Yeah, because it's, it's basically going to just do the same thing that um, little yeah. wrist thing does. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Mario Run. Oh, right. I forgot that was announced at the um, – both of those things were announced at the iPhone event. Yeah endless runner thing well not endless runner but it's but, all it's iphone only at least in 2016 like there's yeah. no plans to port it to android right now mm-hmm. which sucks because who the fuck wants an iphone yeah <laughs> I, and, I, uh, I want a note 7 so i have that po- i have that constant fear of it exploding in my pocket yeah nice you're not listening to the government telling you to get rid of that thing oh, i don't have it so okay uh and just thing I just saw is a uh, Koei Tecmo is making a uh, a Muso a Dynasty Warriors game. Oh yeah, I saw that with every of one of their characters. characters. Right? Yeah, so like Ninja Guide and Dragon Quest, Tyra Warriors, like all those things are getting mashed together into a game. I'm not a big Dynasty Warriors fan, but that just seems kind of cool. But if I'm gonna play one of those games, yeah. I'll play that fucking dumb thing. Yeah, it's kind of like there, there's like there's a fighting game, and I don't remember what it's called, but it's like it's it's like a stupid anime title, um, and it's just like all the anime like mm-hmm. put together. Like if you can, th- if it's been out in the last like decade, it's probably got character in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like soup all star super anime fighting N plus or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember seeing like a trailer for it at one point. I'm just like, wow, they just fucking went. For- <laughs> Yep. But yeah. Uh, uh, now that was the two things I saw that were all interesting. That was three things. Goddamn. Three. Sorry. Learn to count. Well, Pokemon Go wasn't actually interesting. I mean, hey, speaking of Pokemon Go, they had their they had their new patch today. You, can, the buddy system is now implemented. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Whatever. I stopped playing that like a month ago. Yeah. Same. Um. But yeah. So the only other thing that I wanted to mention was uh, Danny O'Dwyer's project. Oh yeah. Fucking duh. Uh, no clip. That's probably bigger news than anything else. <laughs> yeah, no clip dot video. Um, though the site doesn't exist yet. Uh, did did you watch any of like the the videos or anything like the trailer and all for it? And- I saw the trailer and the uh, the Patreon video thing. Yeah, so I thought the trailer was really clever because he did that like binary flash up on the screen that spelled out <laughs> no clip. Yeah, and people were people f- took that did a who is found what domains were purchased with that name and like narrowed it down to which one it was was probably his did it get noclip.cool no it's noclip.video <laughs> so they figured out that was his and then they somehow 
they used like the Wayback Machine to bring up an archived version of the site that he had been working on for Squarespace. It's a Squarespace site because he has it in maintenance mode right now. So if you go there, it's just like the login prompt. Okay. Um, so they brought up that, which was like the untemplated version with just like the links and some like information plugged into it and found his Patreon and his channel that he had set up for both of them that weren't actually live yet. Like the weekend beat, like, so this went live yesterday. They had mm-hmm. found it like Saturday and Sunday. Um, nobody spoiled the stuff. Like it, he just made it known that like people found it. Um, <laughs> but then he turned he turned the Patreon on at like nine or something like that Pacific time, AM yesterday, yeah. mm-hmm. and already hit his first goal of five hundred dollars. I'm sorry, eight thirty AM Pacific time, and hit his first goal by the official launch at nine o'clock when he announced live. <laughs> so it took like a half an hour of nobody being told that it was even live for people to find it and put money in nice which was just insane and then by six o'clock that night like eastern time he had hit the ten thousand dollar goal to be able to start doing documentaries because i, I yeah. watched his um the live stream well i watched most of it because he was on he went for like four hours and it was just talking like it was um it was his camera guy who was there at the beginning um that had filmed like the trailer and all with him um and alexis from like giant bomb and GameSpot. oh like, okay cool yeah like he's always there with drew for like 24 hour streams yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he was there for all but like the last half hour of it um and i can't remember who the the other guy is that came in like near the end um for like the last like hour and a half of it um but like he was just like answering questions and like talking about kind of like where he wants it to go what he wants it to do kind of like how it came about and everything so it's it's still it should still be archived on his Twitch, so it's kind of cool to like go and just kind of like skip around and like watch it and everything. Because like when it, when it starts out, like he's looking at like the total, he's like, "Holy shit, we're gonna hit it like soon!" Like you could see like his mind couldn't quite grasp the fact that in like six hours, people had given him ten thousand dollars to do what he wanted to do. Um, but it's really cool, like that whole idea of like the documentaries about gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just like not current events stuff that you're gonna find like the website's doing right now and like being sponsored to do like he wants to do like legit like I don't even know the right way to yeah. put this he, like, want, he wants to look into things that are not just like oh this this game is really popular like he wants to look into how games are like viewed in like weird parts of the world that you wouldn't actually think about games being played in and shit like that mm-hmm and then uh, I know he got enough that he's going to do his own version of the point. Cool. Um, which he has to rename because GameSpot owns that title. Yeah. Uh, which uh, did you ever watch that show? Uh, once in a while. That was like one of the only like GameSpot things I regularly watched because it was just all it was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Because it was like it was that opinionated thing. It wasn't just them like reading off the news or like yeah. talking about games they were reviewing. Like I like the lobby. There's nothing wrong with the lobby, but. A lot of times it's just them not quite being able to say what they want to because they're they're usually still embargoed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the point was always really interesting. Even games and stuff for like topics I wasn't interested in. It was just neat to see that like opinionated perspective. Yeah. But yeah, um, and I know he has he updated his goals because he hit the fifteen thousand, mm-hmm. um, which is fucking insane. Uh, he added a $20,000 goal, like a regular podcast, like interview podcast. I'm assuming something maybe similar to what the lobby, where like he'll just get people on to like talk about games and shit. That's neat. That would be, that, I mean, that would be cool. Yeah, I like podcasts and I like Danny. Like, 
his content's always actually really fun. Mm-hmm. Even like his like random YouTube videos and like stream. Because for a while there, uh, like before E3 was doing like morning stream, which for us, like for him, it was like seven in the morning. For us, they're like close. To- so it was like perfect for like where I was at work, and I just that was like my downtime during the during like my client visit. And like mm-hmm. he'd, he'd be playing like Rocket League or Fallout and just like answering questions. So it was always like interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's I just want to bring that up too because that's really cool. Um, and if anybody wants to like help that out, um, it's patreon.com slash Danny O'Dwyer. I'm sure you can just Google yeah. or Twitter, like mm-hmm. search him on Twitter. Um, but yeah, we sh- he wants to have the first like part of the documentary started by like October. Like he said like three to four week turnaround before like he starts releasing them because he still has to like film stuff. Yeah. But like, that's pretty cool. Like to like have it turn around that quick. Cause that's sort of thing that sh- will probably take a lot of time and effort to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to bring up? Uh, no, I don't think I have anything else. All right. Well, that's our show then. Um, you can find more of our shows at www.onequest.com. You can talk to us on social media, Twitter at one underscore quest is facebook.com online. We all have Twitches. If you search like one quest, all of our shit should be in there. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, and pretty much any place that podcasts are offered. Uh, just search OneQuest or PodQuest or some combination of the both, uh, and that should bring up our shows. And I don't think I missed anything, so we will be back next week, probably, unless something goes terribly wrong again. Yeah. It's always good when things go terribly wrong. Yep. All right. Bye, everybody.